0: 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9 and 10. You can either follow in your Bible or you can follow um, on the screen. 1 Peter 2, verse 9 and 10. This evening is a prayer and praise service, and uh, so we'll have a bit of a devotion, and then we'll spend some time uh, in prayer and some more time in praise in a moment. Let's take a look then at 1 Peter uh, chapter 2, verse 9 and 10. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. This evening I want us to think about privilege and responsibility. We'll spend a bit of time thinking about privilege and then a very brief time looking at our responsibility as a result of that. But we all love to feel special. We all love to feel loved. We love getting the secret note, a love letter from a secret admirer, uh, the flowers. We love to be told, I love you. In fact, two of the best things we can ever hear from, from somebody is them remembering our name and them coming to us and saying, I love you. Those two words or those two things are, are the best things we can ever hear because we just loved to be loved. We love to be the apple of somebody's eye. This, uh, this desire to be special brings, often brings out the worst in us as well brings out some of the worst human traits like jealousy um, I love sitting with my boys on the couch and we have a cuddle and a talk and a bit of a play and all that kind of stuff and a few nights ago I was sitting on the couch chatting to to Chase who's three and a half and I could hear Tyron coming around the corner he, Tyron's one and a half toddling around as he comes and he sees the, the Chase, Chase and I having this quality time together and you can see he's a little bit jealous, and he tries to jump onto the couch as well. Now he's, he's a little bit small, so it's a bit of a mission to get up onto the couch. But you know, he's grabbing at everything, and he's pulling, and he's trying to get the leg up, and all that kind of stuff. And eventually, he makes his way up, and he kind of squishes his way through, and he's moaning, and Chase is moaning, and all that kind of stuff. And Chase is kind of being pushed off to the side like this, and he's just about to fall off the couch. And I say to him, "Chase, watch out! You're going to fall off the couch." Uh, so Tyrone looks at me, and he pushes his brother <laughs> off the couch. A, a Tyron is one and a half, but his desire to be special and to be loved is very strong. He did whatever it takes to get there. Uh, we could read this passage again and we could change that as if it was written to us. You can do that in your minds. You can change all the U's to we's. This ret- letter, letter was written... Uh, to the Christians about 2,000 years ago, but it was written for us as well. We can claim all of those things for ourselves as well. The first thing I want us to think about as we think about our privilege as Christians is that we are chosen. At school, I used to hate, hate it when we did PE and they get to choose the two teams. Even if it was a sport I was good at, I just dreaded the two studly, handsome, sporty guys up in the front busy choosing their team and you're kind of at their mercy. It's not going to be like that with God because we're chosen already. God looks us in the eye. He points to us and He says, I want you. I've chosen you. You, You're on my team. Come stand here with me. God wants us to be with Him. He has chosen us in fact, before God created the world, He had already chosen us. This morning we spoke about God's design. Before God's design for the world was even finished, God had your name written on His team sheet. God has chosen you. God has chosen me. And not because we're lovable, but because God is just so loving. He wants us On his team. He wants us to stand with him. Our second privilege. And and this is just, this is just wow. We are God's special possession. We are God's special possession. I think that's even better than God saying, or somebody saying to us, I love you. You are God's special possession. I can just hear God saying, you are mine. You are my treasure. God says, I bought you at a price. You are my special possession. I wonder what you have displayed on your mantelpiece. Or what do you treasure the most? On your mantelpiece, do you have a picture of your, your boat? Your family? Is your degree up over there? Bear with me and imagine God's mantelpiece. Has a, God's mantelpiece as a picture of you. You are God's treasured possession. We um, we value things with high value. Uh, kids' Christmas list—it's always the expensive stuff. We value things with high value. God's estimation of our value is very high. And how do I know that? Because he paid the ultimate price for us. He put his son on a cross to buy us. Take a look at 1 Peter verse 18. 1 Peter verse 18 and 19. For you know that it was not with perishable things such as silver or gold that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your ancestors. But with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. Can I say, brothers and sisters, we are treasured by God. We are his special possession. And we know that because he paid a huge price. To rescue us, to put his finger on us and to, change, and to choose us. We are privileged because we are God's special possession. We are privileged because we are chosen. And we are privileged because we are changed. We are changed, we've moved from darkness into light. We've moved from being people without mercy to knowing God's mercy. We've moved from being what they say they're not a people to becoming his people. We have changed. Is there anybody here who loves Jesus who would want to go back to the way they were before? When we're standing in the light, is there anybody who would want to go back into the darkness? Is there anybody who would want to turn their back on their mercy and go back to being without mercy? go back to the darkness floundering around with your arms out in front of you knocking your your shins on the table the darkness is not a good place to be and God has moved us from the darkness into his light I wouldn't want to go back and I'm sure neither would you the Israelites on their way out of Egypt to Canaan they looked over their shoulders many times Wanting to go back to Egypt because they thought it was better. It's because they had no idea what they were walking to. It had no. They had no idea who was looking after them. We do. We've been changed. Let's not, not go back. We know what it's like to live in the light. We know what it's like to live in His mercy and have that weight of sin lifted off our shoulders. We know what it's like to be God's people. Our privilege is to be chosen. Our privilege is to be God's special position. And our privilege is that we are changed. I'd like us to pray for a moment. You can pray by yourself, or you can pray in pairs, or you can meet with the people around you, however you want to do it. I'm going to take three minutes to pray, and I want us to thank God for the awesome privilege we have in Him. And then after about three minutes the band's going to come up. And Helen, I think if you can do one song, that'll be good. So get into your groups however you like, and you can pray. There'll be something on the screen which will help give you a bit of direction if you like. I don't want us to confuse who we are with what we do. We're God's special possession, and that's who we are. Uh, You're not a doctor. You're not a teacher. You're not a lawyer. You're not a receptionist. You're not an IT technician or engineer. You are chosen, God's special possession, and you are changed. All those other things are things that we do. Who we are is bought by Jesus. So the challenge for us is to be what we are. A royal priesthood, a holy nation. People who declare God's praise. We have this privilege, and we need to be who we are. When I was in college, um, some of the black students were annoyed with one of the lecturers because he mentioned uh, the word Bantu education, uh, which is the, a word that was used to describe the education of the black people in South Africa at the time. And the students took offense for that, and they complained to the deputy vice-principal. Um, the vice principal stormed into the lecture room uh, the following morning and caught us all of God. Um, And he said something in the lines of, My dear brothers, I am sick and tired of Christians being everything else before they are Christians. He said, You're not black. You're not white. You're not English or Afrikaans or Kosa or Zulu. You are a Christian. You are privileged to be God's possession. I never forget, he said, You are bought, but you are free slaves. He said, We have no rights as Christians, because we belong to Him. And Mervyn said, live for Him, for His glory. Declare His praises because that's who you are. Spider Man lives by the motto with great power comes great responsibility. It's even quoted in the United States Supreme Court. I suggest the Bible would say, with great privilege comes great responsibility. Take a look, or I'll read it to you. Luke 12, the end of verse 48. This is what Jesus says, From everyone who has been given much, much will be demanded. And from the one who has been entrusted with much, much will be asked. Haven't we been given much? Haven't we been entrusted with much? With great privilege comes great responsibility. I want you to take a minute, pray by yourself, that that we will step up to the plate and own the responsibility that we have as God's people to be his holy nation, to be his chosen people, to be a royal priesthood, and to declare his praises.